What is up, everyone, and welcome to episode 398 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Shouts to the Friday Night Lights community. Shouts to the Through the Wire community. Shouts to the Combo's Court community, Combo Nation, as I like to call it, as we like to call it, we are here with another fantastic episode of Combo's Court. And I shouted out Friday Night Lights and Through the Wire because we have Pierre on the show. That's right. P is back on Combo's Court. We discuss the Donovan Mitchell Cavs trade and much more. You can find Pierre on Twitter at PWeThePlug. You can find me on Twitter at Combo's Court. Intro music. Bye, Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Luca, don't do it to him. Friday, they want us to do lights. We've been busy. It's summertime. It's nice outside in Chicago and New York. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> what you been up to? Um, Podcasting, you know, working on Combo's Court. Yeah. Same thing. Fam- family. You know how it is. Same exact thing. Man. That's what the people don't understand. We was doing we was doing something. It was a podcast, but we were not doing a podcast. We were just doing a fantasy football draft. And I, like, showed a video of it. And all of the fans was like, Y'all should y'all should should have streamed this, made this a YouTube video. Da, da, da. And we were just, I'm just like, everything we do ain't content based. Sometimes it's just cool to just do some shit that don't have nothing to do with content or trying to get a view. Yeah, no, most definitely. And you could say, hey, so yeah, uh, send your email. We'll send you the information. You could upload it. <laughs> <laughs> they could they could work for you if they wanted up that bad on YouTube. No, right, right. <laughs> right. But yeah, people don't be understanding. We got real lives out here. As much as we like doing what we do, you know what I mean. We, we we got real life. We'll get back to it though. I think we do have to. It doesn't have to be every week, but we do have to get to uh back to Instagram at some point, especially when back the, to Instagram. It to, yeah, it's been such a while since we did Instagram. Instagram may have some new type of stuff that may be even better than Twitter. We just don't even know because we ain't been on Instagram. That's a fact. Anybody has a virtual reality, send us the goggles. We Facts. might be in the same room. Who knows, man? Who yeah, knows? we definitely got to get back to Insta. And I think I think a lot of the people that watch us on Twitter have instagram so they would come over so yeah it, it wouldn't be a problem most definitely a lot going on in the nba donovan mitchell to the Cavs. what was your initial reaction listen first and foremost you owe you owe me like a gatorade or something a sure, case man. of gatorade Yo, because anytime. you you hit me yesterday with trying to do the podcast yesterday that's a but fact. i was busy so me being indirectly busy now lets us ha- talk about a hot topic we wouldn't have had the donovan mitchell topic if i wasn't busy now, you know what's crazy? This uh, could become more of a phys- philosophical conversation because no matter what kind of answer somebody gives you, there's always a positive point to take out of it, right? That's and very this, true. And this is definitely it. Like, this That's is true. Uh, this was great timing for sure. So, yeah, I'll send you that Gatorade. What's your favorite flavor, Gatorade? Uh, I like the, I like grape. You like grape? Yeah. Fierce? Nope, just pure grape. 
Okay, okay. This period. I, I, the like, reason- I, I like the cherry white one. You know what I'm. You do? Like, yeah, yeah. I hate that one. And I hate great. Hey, you know, you know, <laughs> hey, you, you know how we are. We either totally agree or we totally. Oh, it's disagree. exact opposite. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what flavor I've like? I was gonna answer, but I had to. St- I but as a kid, I didn't like red. But I, I like the older I get, the more I like red. It, it used to be just such a plain. I used to feel like I always had to get like a a, a Arctic Blitz or Freeze Blue or something. But red is kind of good. The more mature. So I don't want to make this an old head podcast, but did they have glass bottles when you were really young? No, was, that was before my time, bro. They used to be dead ass glass bottles, and yeah, there used to I, be there used to be cracked glass on everywhere around the basketball court because of this. Like, how didn't we think about making plastic back then? I don't know. I saw a commercial about an old Gatorade commercial that had glass, and I was like, I, that was way before my time. My time is when they first came out with the long ones where you can like squeeze it like a water bottle. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But Twisted they top. they don't have the. They don't have those anymore. That's no, crazy. they still have them, but I think when during my time it was new. It was like a new thing, and they used to have the green label. That Man. was the that was the era that Snapple was even bigger, right? Right, Snapple. Yes, Snapple. When they had the fact in the top. Oh, Snapple facts, combo yes. facts, P facts. Yes. Yeah, all yes. that stuff. <laughs> Man, that was, we turned it into some. Oh, that was a good. That was a good time. Well, you turned. You turned it into a. I turned it into a super old head conversation. You came in with a semi old head part Se- of it. Yeah, semi old. <laughs> semi. Um, but as far as the Cavaliers trade, um, I love the trade. I love the trade for both sides. Um, I think if there was any team to to do a trade like this for Donovan Mitchell, I think it's the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're in a good situation. He's young. He fits the timeline with the rest of the the, the young core that they have there. Um, and I, I think this puts them in a, a situation where over the next few years, they're going to they, they gonna be nice. Um, for the Jazz aspect, you know, between this trade and the, the Rudy trade, they now have six unprotected future first round picks. Um, I think they have what, like 10 future picks or with, including swaps and stuff uh, just from those two. Then you talk about the Royce O'Neal trade where they got a first round pick. So they have like 11 future first round picks. You get Colin Sexton, Laurie Market and Jared Vanderbilt, uh, Walker Kessler, Ochai Abaje, nice young talent. And you still have movable players like Bogdan Bogdanovich, Jordan Clarkson. If anybody wants to order Mike Conley, he'd be out there. But I think Bojan and Clarkson could bring you potentially more first-round picks. And then Malik Beasley, who they got in the Timberwolves trade, is a guy that I could see playing himself into a tradable asset around a trade deadline for contending teams. So when you talk about uh, bright futures as far as draft capital and young talent, the Utah Jazz have to be at top of the list. And then as far as the Cavaliers, I'm not a fan of miniature backcourts. But if there is ever a time to do it, it's when you have two twin towers like Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. Uh, protecting the rim so all in all i love the trade for both sides obviously time will tell who wins the ultimate trade but i do think that this is a good situation for both organizations yeah definitely and you took my thoughts right out of my head when it comes to that miniature backcourt because we don't obviously like to see that in the nba on the defensive side on the offensive side it could be dynamic but when you have evan mobley and jared cleaning that up it's not so bad. How much of this for the Jazz? Like, picks are great. We've seen it work with teams. Like, the Sixers got really far, just accumulating picks. I think OKC has a bright future. But how much of this comes down to how good Colin Sexton becomes? Because I still believe he has, like, all-star potential. I think he could sneak in one or two games. See, you're higher on, on Colin Sexton than I am. I think this is a good situation for him, though. Get the uh, the extension, four years, 72 million. Put him around 18 per 
Um, anytime you're a player like Colin Sexton, who kind of got lost in the shuffle uh, the way he did in Cleveland with his injury, Darius Garland, you know, went up to be an all-star. Allen became an all-star. Evan Mobley is the, you know, the 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 the, the hard eyes of every Cavs fans. Uh, so he kind of got lost in the shuffle. Um, this is good for him. He got his money. He's going to be on a team that allows him to find an identity um, and develop and grow. You know what I mean? There's nobody on the Jazz that that kind of will coincide or get in the way of his development. And I think it's important for him to do get an identity because you have guys like you who think he has all-star potential. And you got guys like me who think he's a six-man. So hopefully, regardless yeah. of what anybody's opinion is, he gets to, to, to define his identity in NBA. I think it's very important for young players to have an identity so they don't get lost in the shuffle. I think that one of the great example, one of the greatest things to ever happen for a guy like Jordan Clarkson is that he found his identity. Once the six man role and heat check hot microwave guy come off the bench, he he is now accelerated to uh, the most valuable. I think he's been because he has an identity. I'm interested to see Colin Sexton form his identity. And I'm interested to see what identity it's going to be. You know what I mean? That my opinion is just six, man. I'm not saying that's who he is or what it will be. He definitely could outplay it and become an all-star like your opinion is. But I think more so than my opinion, I am in interested to see what he actually will become. Yeah. I don't think he'll be a perennial all-star. I think he can sneak into one or two, but the six man, I mean, that makes sense. Cause look, we had Jamal Crawford, Lou Williams. Those were great players and they were perennial Otto six Ginobili. men. Yeah, Manu Ginobili. Yeah, definitely like Hall of Famer. But um, I guess like Collins' defense might be a little bit better than those guys, right? Any but and the offense might not even be as good. So it is kind of like, yeah. I mean, I like his defense, but again, he kind of is like the Donovan Mitchell situation where they're undersized twos. He has a little so more effort than Donovan lately, right? No, for sure, for yeah, sure. But yeah. there was a time where Donovan effort was there. I, I think it kind of. Drops yeah. down once you become more of an elite True. score. True. You know I try. I, mean? I try to tell people this. Like my best scoring seasons were the seasons I played the least defense. Like there is a balancing act, you know. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And unless you're like yeah. MJ or Giannis or something crazy. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I mean? the elite of the elite for sure. Right, right, right. And when you think about somebody like Donovan Mitchell, he ultimately over time became you know the Utah Jazz's offense. So when you're the entire system yourself, uh, it takes it takes a toll on you. And guys like you, uh, myself, a little bit. Uh, who have played basketball, we we can attest to that and, and give them the benefit of the doubt, though it's not excusable because you want a two-way player. It is what it is. And I think Don, guys like Donovan Mitchell are already behind the eight ball because he's playing a position at an undersized level. So Donovan Mitchell may be a better defender if he was able to guard point guards, but if you're playing him at the two and he's guarding six, 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 seven guys, he's already – uh, at a disadvantage and that's my thing with Colin Sexton Colin Sexton has the effort he's shown he's willing to defend but as long as he's playing the two and he's guarding other twos maybe even sometimes threes the way the NBA is um, he's going to be probably behind the eight ball but I, I, I do I do like this situation for him a lot man I really do do you see the league positionally going like in a weird direction because it's going in all directions? Like we see the magic building with two point forward type players. The Cavs have two bigs and two smalls. Obviously the Warriors have been doing what they have been doing for years, right? With the small ball, but it's interesting to see all these teams. Uh, I mean, like Indiana tried it with two bigs. That didn't really work, but it's not as much of a copycat league right now, right? Like teams are going in their own direction positionally. I, I like I still do, do think it's copycat because if the Cavs work, we're going to see more teams try that, that route. Like 
the Timberwolves just got the exactly, Rudy yeah. So exactly. they're just copying different things. I like this though; it's, it reminds me of the NFL, where the NFL there's a copycat system, but there's still so many different type of identities. You know what I mean? And I'm not as big on football like I am knowledgeable with basketball. But you have a three-four defense, a four-three defense. You have a spread offense. You know what I mean? Like there's so many different ways to play, and I think this is where the league is going to be at its best when there's not a clear-cut dominant number one team. When we have so many different ways of basketball being played and so many different styles with so many different players doing so many different things. Like, I love the fact that Draymond has found a way to be valuable without having to score the basketball. I love the yeah. way that Giannis is dominating um, from a non-perimeter centric standpoint you know though i love more polished scoring like kevin durant and whatnot i do find um appreciation for how Giannis is dominating the game in a very different way in a perimeter centric game steph curry is shooting threes you know what i mean like there's so many different styles ways i think for youth basketball this is a time where everybody should should do a, a better job especially guys who are coaching at those youthful levels of showing examples man look you can be a star in your role like Draymond Green. There is appreciation for six men like Jordan Clarkson. Um, Tyler Hero was a six man. Like there's this is the best time for guys to find how to be valuable in what they do. You don't have to try to want to be Steph Curry because you see there's so many different guys getting bags and money and awards and accolades for playing true to themselves. Yeah, you said Giannis and the disrespect of Giannis has been at all time high by uh, lots of people. Look, man, I haven't been the highest on Giannis over the years. Um, but obviously, the two-way effectiveness, the two-way impact is elite. But mm -hmm. the skill level is not elite, and that's okay. He's still one of the best players in the league. Gilbert saying that he has to condition himself better was the craziest part of it all. Like, mm -hmm. that dude's in crazy condition, and it's not up to him how much he plays. Yeah, I, I didn't. I don't, you know, I, and I love Gilbert Arenas, but I didn't like some of the things he's even a Tim Duncan. If he had Tim Duncan's uh, yeah. knowledge, and, and Shaq, and about, it, yeah, Steph Curry had Shaq size, and Shaq had Steph Curry shooting, and you know what Pierre, I mean. Pierre was seven five, and <laughs> it's just yeah. If we put if we put Tim Duncan's knowledge in ninety seven percent of these guys, there they would be a way a lot better. You know what I mean? So, um, you, you know what people have to understand is the game of basketball would be boring if we all if it was just one way to play. You know, I, I, based off how I like the position to be played or a way a player plays, I, I'm going to find respect for somebody like Giannis. It, you know, if we knocking at his skill, we knocking at all these different things. You're only making him look better because he's still dominant. So Gilbert Arena saying these things make Giannis look even better. He, if he doesn't have Tim, if your thing is he's not conditioned, he don't have Tim Duncan's uh knowledge, he's not as skilled. But he's still a two-time MVP defensive player of the year champion in Milwaukee. So, shit, that makes him look even better in my mindset. But there's no way you could say he's not conditioned. That's insane. That's wild, right? <laughs> that, like, you can say he doesn't have Tim Duncan's IQ, and that's obvious. But you can't say he's not conditioned. And he doesn't – yeah, the star players do have a lot of say in the NBA. But that's part of the system that Coach Bud brings. Like, he's not going to play you 48 minutes. And it's worked. Yeah, Giannis has a championship in a place where people don't go and win championships, man. Milwaukee is not a place that, for my lifetime, Milwaukee has never been a championship contending team. I know they won way back when, before my, I think my dad was probably even born. But, um, you know, throughout my 27 years of living, 
before there was a Giannis Antetokounmpo, there was a certain way we thought of the Milwaukee Bucks. They had the little time in my early childhood where there was Ray Allen, Glenn Robinson, and even that team only went so far. This is the first time that this team is one of the elite teams, and it's literally off the back of Giannis Antetokounmpo. And I have major respect in that in the league where everybody kind of runs from the challenges and goes and team up. Giannis, Giannis won without a super team. Really, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, as good as they are, they aren't. They aren't like other caliber players of guys we've seen team up. You know, KD going to the Golden State Warriors, LeBron with Wade and Bosch, LeBron with Kyrie and Love. You know what I mean? Like, they aren't on that level. And Giannis was able to do it without having to leave, and that that that's, that's dope to me. And that's no knock on KD, LeBron, and all the other guys that did team up, but there is appreciation in, in the way that Giannis did it. I guess it also comes down to the fit versus top-end talent debate because I feel like those three fit – each other's games so well, you know? Yeah, that, that's what I respect more because you see the Lakers went out and just named Chase with Russell Westbrook and look at the results of that. There's value in saying, how do we make things work? How do people fit and not just getting a name and really thinking things through? Because the easy way is to just think you can get a bunch of names and throw them on a roster. The hard thing to do is really trying to go out there and fit and saying, okay, we fit, but we're not as elite, but we all going to take our game up to a different level. And that's what the Bucks do. Chris Middleton is not one of the most sexiest players in the league, but when it's time to get money and it's time to make shots from the perimeter when Giannis isn't capable of doing that, Chris Middleton has stepped up tremendously for them. Same thing with Drew Holiday on the defensive side of the basketball. And Drew Holiday stepped up this past playoffs offensively when there was no Chris Middleton out there. And if they had Chris Middleton, I think they play in the finals because they took the Celtics seven games without him. Yeah. Yeah. The Bucks are the Bucks are nice, man. The Bucks are nice. You mentioned the Lakers. Um, are they the best team in LA this year? No, not even close. Not even close. The the Clippers are my pick to represent the Western Conference. Um, Yo, I love that team. Well, especially on paper, they have to stay healthy. Right. But John Wall is going to surprise a lot of people this year. I hope so, man. I hope so. I I love his mindset coming into it. I saw his interview or whatever, and he had – he had a great mindset of just just coming in and saying, I'm just trying to fit in and win, man. My days of trying to be the guy and compete for that. This is Kawhi and Paul George team. I'm here to help it. That's all the things that you want to hear from a guy who's coming into a new situation fresh off an injury. And the last time we saw him, he was one of the top players at his position. So I was happy to hear that. Um, There is a such thing as having too much. You know what I mean? So I I can't wait to see how it all plays out. I think Tyron Lue is an underrated coach, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and the trust of making this work. Um, But, man, do I love this team. They got some dogs. They got size, versatility, scoring, defense, shooting. Now they have playmaking, which is the one thing I think they lack, the true point guard. John Wall should be that for them. I got I got the Clippers as long as they stay healthy representing the Western Conference. Come on, John Wall was MVP of those Rico Hines runs that day. That one day he came. I, I still didn't up. even watch, but I saw him say, "You can't do that no more." And somebody went under on the screen. I still got to watch that. See, to me, when you see people, everybody has their own personality, but when you see that, it just shows how much he loves the game. When you see For a sure. player in that mode, not yeah. saying the quiet guys don't love the game, right? Of course. But when you see somebody in that type of bag, you're like, yo, that dude loves basketball. And I feel for him. The game was taken away from him for such a long time because of the injuries. Then he had to go to Houston where they was like, yeah, we just not going to play you. Uh, we, and we're not going to buy you out or cut you yet. We're just going to make you waste a year of your career by just sitting here. I feel for him, man. I, I feel for him. Um, and that's why I'm hoping the best for him because having an injury I've had and you've had, you can speak on, you don't understand the value and the appreciation of the game and or your body 
until it's taken away from you. And it's, it is a shame to say that it has to be taken away from you, but that's just human nature. You don't know what you got till it's gone. And having an injury at, at the lower body that makes you physically incapable of moving the way you're used to, you, you grow as a person. You grow as a person in your appreciation of your body and the game because it's not, you know, to just have it now where it's just like, oh, we can go shoot around if we want to. You take it for granted. So I, I'm, 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 I'm assuming he's coming into the season with a, a bigger chip on his shoulder than, than usual because that appreciation, you can't create that. You know what I mean? That's something that can't be I, – I, I don't care how great of a trainer you are. You can be Tim Grover. You cannot create that fire of having 100%. something taken away from you. You know what I mean? That's just a different level. You know who's going to have a chip on their shoulder this season? You could just tell from the haircut and your profile picture. Brandon you know, Ingram. <laughs> yo, bro, if you come into the season looking like that, that automatically means you're going to destroy everybody. Gym. And if you haven't, you look crazy. You can't yeah. come in look like that and not Facts. look crazy. What do you think about this team's potential, though? Like, let's say this. Best case scenario, Right. Obviously, the best case scenario for the Bucs is winning a championship, right? Yeah. The Celtics winning a championship, Warriors winning a championship. But for the Pelicans, what's the best case scenario? The best case scenario um, is them being the surprise of the league. Okay. And what I mean by that is that that means that they're home court advantage team in a Western Conference and a loaded Western Conference. That means Zion Williamson is looking like a superstar. Um, that means Brandon Ingram game isn't affected by Zion looking like a superstar. That means CJ McCollum is being a point guard, uh, you know, transferring from a shooting guard and still facilitating while getting his and being a good third option veteran. That means uh, Herb Jones is, is having another dynamic defensive year. That means Troy Murphy has taken a step in his sophomore year. Um, that means uh Larry Nance is coming off the bench and being impactful. Jonas Valanciunas is being again one of the most underrated bigs in the league. Devontae Graham and, and, and those guys off that bench are back into rhythm and, and, and scoring. So um all of that is them being a fourth seed or higher in a Western Conference, which to me is outstanding, yes. and them going past the first round. For a young youthful team that doesn't have too much playoff experience, if they could make it to the second round or more. That, that's a bonus for them. It's the right step in the right direction. To win basketball games, you have to be able to put the ball in the basket, and they have a lot of guys that could put the ball in the basket. So, I mean, their biggest problem, which is actually a good problem to have, is how that's going to all fit together, who's going to get the basketball, make sure that um, – like some would probably say you need too many th – that team needs too many basketballs, but that's a way better problem to have than having no Not scores. Having. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 And I think Brandon Ingram is an underrated uh, playmaker and facilitator. Uh, I think CJ McCollum showed that he he can make it work based off his second half of the year with them. Um, so I think they have some guys who, though they can score the basketball, they are good decision makers and they're going to be able to, to, to play selfishly unselfish as a whole. You know, I think Brandon Ingram is going to know when he needs to get his. And same yeah. thing with and he's old. He's older now, too, which is it's yes. like it's kind of like the timeline for some of these guys is pretty good. I mean, they're not super duper young. Like it's not. a. I mean, Herb Jones is young, but like B.I. has some experience now. Zion hasn't played a lot of games, but he's been in the league a couple of years now. Right. CJ's mm -hmm. obviously a vet. So I kind of like the timeline in some ways, even though CJ's a little bit older. I like the timeline too. And Herb Jones is young in NBA years. Because remember, he's a four year guy at Alabama. Yeah, true, true. So in actuality. He might be the same age as Brandon Ingram and these one and done guys they have like Zion. So I like the timeline a lot too. Um, and they're one of the most intriguing teams 
when we talk about the upcoming season. It's figuring out where they're going to – just like the Cavaliers now. That, I was I mean, about to say that Cavs versus Pels is going to be a lit game. They got to put that, that yeah, on that TV. Yeah, that is a good game. They, that is got, a good game. They got to put that on TV. Where do you – a question that I was asked was where do you now put the Cavaliers? Yeah. Just true. with this on paper. You know what I mean? Obviously, we got to see them play. But if you're ranking the top teams in the Eastern Conference going into the season, where would you put the Cavaliers? So off rip, the Celtics, Bucks, and Heat are a better basketball team than them. What about Philly? Yeah, Philly. So you have the same, same, same exact thing I said. Yeah, I, the, I, I took the Heat over them. That was one of the conversations that 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 turned into Heat versus Cavs because mm-hmm. a lot of people were saying the Heat didn't didn't get better compared to all the other teams and they lost PJ Tucker. But I still trust the Miami. You can't Heat. always judge the Heat directly on paper because it's that culture. Facts. Come on, man. We 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 bros for real. You saying the same thing I said. Yeah. Saying the same thing I said. And the Cavs, are, we have to see the Cavs play. But I had them around that fifth spot too, where I'm still taking those teams. Uh, I even argued or, or gave a thought to the Toronto Raptors. They're very similar. Bro, team. I, I told Keandre this, bro. That's an advantage what they're doing at Rico Hines. Not to keep yes. up, not to keep bringing up Rico Hines. Shouts to Rico no, Hines. No, because I love but, it. Me and my pops get on the phone and talk about the Rico Hines runs every day. <laughs> no, for sure. Shouts to them. That's that's so dope what they do over there just to have that venue and have all those guys playing. But to have, like, the whole Raptors organization there playing together every day, like, they're going to come into the season warm, ready, and in shape. Remember what you said. Copycat league, if you watch closely, because I've been a Rico Hines runs watcher for the last three or four years now. At first... It was just a group of Raptor guys, you know, Norman Powell, Pascal, Fred Van Vliet. Now, fast forward some years, I see Piston guys in there. Yo, it's going to turn to official summer league for vets. You know what I mean? I see, I, <laughs> I see Pistons guys in there. Now, you know who's going to be in that? Utah Jazz guys are going to be in there in the next couple of years. Guys, guys are going to send, send their players, especially the youthful teams, and they're going to go in there and run and get a head start for sure. Uh, and if the Raptors, it's going to be even more of that if the Raptors come out on fire, right? On fire, like, yeah, like sure. every team is going to be sending like they're five out there. Rico Hines now works for them as well. So, yo, that's such an advantage for them, right? Like, if you look at the sideline, it's like it looks like the whole Raptors coaching staff is like in the front row. At one point, it was Raptors versus Raptors. It was Fred Van Vliet, Scotty Barnes, Pascal versus like Malachi Flynn, Delano Blanton. You know what I mean? Like literally the Raptors first unit versus the second unit. They just haven't practiced. Yeah. <laughs> haven't yeah. practiced. Yeah. I like all those reps that Pascal, like Pascal's getting a lot of on-ball reps. On-ball um, rep. Yep. And he's young, so he could still get better. Who knows? Like he he was third team All-NBA this year, right? I yeah. He's he the All-NBA player. Yep. Yeah. Like who knows where that team's going to go. And then Scotty Barnes is probably going to take another leap. Yes. And sure. they're going to, they're going to sure. be. Di- Raptors with Cavs could be a good game too. I would, I would love that. I yeah. would love that. Scotty, yeah. ba- Scotty Barnes versus Evan. Uh, yeah, you got Fred and Garland. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell, Ogian and Obi, they Pascal, Jared. You got the the Raptors. They got the lack of the interior size. Yeah, you know, you know Pascal could probably be a super mismatch problem for them, right? Yeah. Because for the bigs, they might not be able to guard him on the perimeter. And who are you gonna? He can't guard them on opposite end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pete, great stuff, man. This was like. Oh, sh- we're recording on a Friday. Makes sense. Um, <laughs> where can we find you, bro, bro? Always Pee Wee the Plug on everything, man. Pee Wee the Plug on all socials. YouTube is Pee Wee the Plug. And then, of course, Tuesdays and Saturdays, you can find me uh, with Through the Wire Podcast, House of Highlights, Bleacher Report, Warner Media, TNT, Stand Up. We got a big hey. year ahead of us. 
Uh, we're doing a lot of dope stuff. You can see me everywhere, man. We be doing commercials and stuff now. People I be went to school with, I be running into. We be saying they see me on this commercial, that commercial, or this app or that app. So yeah, just stay tuned. Just tuned in. You can find me on the Combos Core Podcast. You can find me in a, a Spaces with Combo on IG Live coming soon with Combo. Um, you can find me everywhere. For somebody out there talking about basketball um, in a progressive way. Uh, I'm down for that conversation, but I just be chilling, doing my thing, and and, and enjoying the game, man. And he raps too. We're waiting for the bars, Pete. <laughs> bars coming soon, man. Bars <laughs> coming soon. We out. There it is. Another episode of Combos Court. Big shouts to P for joining in. We always appreciate you. Big shouts to everyone who listens to the show across the globe. If you would like to support this podcast even further, check out the Combos Court Patreon page. I'll leave a link in the description for that. Also, we're going to be putting out more content on that Combo TV YouTube channel. So search Combo TV on YouTube, all capital letters. Should be having some more great stuff for you on that channel. Full episodes, clips, all kinds of fun stuff. So don't forget to subscribe to that. Be on the lookout for episode 399. Combo out.